0: Hello and welcome to the 39th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia de Um I'm going to say it one more time, I say it every week, it's good to be back, it's good to be back post lockdown and as always, thank you so much to everyone for all your good vibes and text messages and social media messages, I'm um, glad that you're you're as delighted as I am to be back. Well, this episode um, was, like, let me tell you, I was... I love them all but this was a fantastic episode and I'm so grateful for our guest for, for traveling up. He came all the way from Waterford tonight to be with us in the studio. Um, but I was joined by an incredible man called Trevor Ivers. Um, he's a Waterford-based certified consulting hypnotist. Yes, you heard that right, a hypnotist. Our first hypnotist on the show and I know I've spoke before about I've gone to different types of therapies throughout my little experience and journey that I've been on. and. Um, I was just delighted to get him on because I'm so fascinated with the mind and the conscious and the subconscious and um, that it was really super to get him in to discuss all about everything that he does in terms of his daily practice, how he got into hypnotherapy, um, how he his mind works, how he thinks about things, how he views the world, um, which led us on to uh, the Open Mind Conference, which is a um, critical thinking or free thinking, shall we say, conference that he has curated for the last couple of years. Years, Um, that is basically two three days um, of different speakers from all around the world, from all different uh, subjects uh, backgrounds. An incredible alternative viewpoint um, uh, that that he has been creating or curating for the last couple of years. So it was super to get him on to to hear about how the hypnotherapy has led into the Open Minds Conference and how everything has kind of come full circle. We had a little. Would you say conspiracy theory? Uh, we don't like to use those the terms conspiracy theory, but we, ha- we went there. We had a little coronavirus chat as well. Um, so really interesting, um, really cool to hear about um, uh, everything that he does. So I really think that you will enjoy this episode. Before I go, let you enjoy this episode let me just say thank you very much to everyone who has signed over to support us on our Patreon. Uh, For anyone that doesn't know what Patreon is, it's a a system or a website that will allow you to throw a couple of your euro airway every month to help us to continue to grow this podcast. Um, So for anyone that has done that, thank you so much. We are really so grateful. I am so grateful um, for you to taking the time, one, to do that, to to sign up and also to throw in a few quid um, per month because it really is going to help us and help the development of the show so if you have not yet donated please head over to patreon.com forward slash the first exchange and throw us a couple euro we will be very 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 grateful and maybe I'll do like an episode where it's an hour of just shout outs and thank yous to people who have (laughs) signed and registered to our Patreon Um, so um, without further ado I will let you enjoy the 39th episode of the first exchange with hypnotist Trevor Ivers Trevor, thank you so much for coming into the studio.
1: It's a pleasure and uh, glad to be here and uh, arrived in, in one piece. I didn't get lost on the way. So.
0: All the way from Waterford, my hometown.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, I great. really appreciate you coming in. Um, I'm super excited for our chat today. Um, as I said, my brother turned me turned me onto the world of Trevor Ivor a while ago. I know that you and him are, are quite good friends. Um, so I had to get you yeah. in because... Not only are you a fascinating character in your own right, but hypnotherapy—fantastic! Um, I'm a big fan of hypmo- hypnosis. Um, I've never been hypnotized before, but I've—you'll be able to correct me if it's similar or not. But I've gotten—I've um, gone for sessions of uh, past life regression, which is a little bit mm-hmm. like um, it's breathing, breath work, and then you sort of go into, you know, yeah. essentially past yeah. lives. Um, but hypnotherapy—how did you get onto this journey?
1: Yeah, well, um, I suppose uh, I'll start. I'll pick up the um, the story at about 2010. So um, before 2010, I was working in corporation mm-hmm. uh, as a quality engineer. So in the 90s, and life ago, yeah. <laughs> I um, I uh, qualified as um, a quality engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, have a bachelor uh, science degree in uh, quality management so I worked in the corporate field for 12 years but um when it got to 2010 of course that was um if you recall that was just a, a couple of years after the the recession at at that time mm-hmm. and so I got caught up in the in the redundancies the rounds of redundancies in the particular company I was in but um at that particular point, I was getting quite disillusioned with the whole corporate world, even though initially I was kind of c- my career focused mm-hmm. and I enjoyed what I was doing. As time went on, I couldn't really play in the politics of you know, the corporate world, you know, to get up the ladder. Yeah. And, um, you know, that just really wasn't for me. And so I think a couple of years before 2010, when I was eventually med redundant, um, I wasn't really happy, like I was kind of like looking for an out. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, like at that time, you know, there's a carrot and a sick and the carrot was the, the wage coming in at the end of the month that That's was keeping minute. there month after month after month. And eventually, when the redundancies came along, the decision was made for me. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it was kind of like um, it was um, a ten ton weight taken off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And um, while everyone else, unfortunately, were thinking it was the end of the world, I was looking at it as a as an opportunity for a new beginning
0: mm. and a new
1: start. Yes. And so at that particular point, I um you know, just like a member of friends and family kind of asked me about interviews again for quality engineering. And I was kind of like making up things going, yeah, yeah, I'm looking for it. And I wasn't looking at all. <laughs> So um, (laughs) and I just decided I just made that decision at that time to to follow my my heart for once and rather than follow my my mind Mm -hmm. in that I was going to do what I wanted to do rather than what everyone kind of expected of me to do. Mm -hmm. And so sure enough, a couple of months went by and I can't really remember what how it happened, but the hypnotherapy course kind of fell on my lap Mm -hmm. and it's a great course ran by a gentleman in Cork, his name is Martin Kiley, um, from the National Guild of Hypnotists, which is the largest hypnosis body in the world. So I signed up for the course, and, you know, from day one, I knew that, you know, it just resonated with me so Mm -hmm. much, and I loved it. And, um, you know, um, sometime later, I became qualified as a certified consulting hypnotist, and, um, you know, I, I didn't actually, from that moment, actually, I didn't even kinda of hold back and say, right. Mm. You know, I didn't want to be this person where I was kind of the eternal kind of course person doing another course, another course. I just opened up a practice straight away. Yeah. Dove in the deep end. Mm-hmm. and and I'm, I'm there since so that's 10 years ago now
0: when you look back to 10 years ago and you look back on your journey since then would you be someone who would be of the mindset that you know um in terms of life purpose in terms of um you know being guided by we'll say quote unquote the universe um do you look at things like that do you, do you think that
1: definitely um for sure um you know as as I mentioned I think there's a big difference in following your heart and doing mm. what you want. Um, and, you know, when you have that kind of um, dynamic, you know, things tend to fall your way, as did the hypnotherapy course mm-hmm. for me. And, uh, yeah, I definitely think there's, um, you know, a, a guiding force out there. Yeah. Uh, universal energy, whatever you want to call it, that, that we can all tap into. And, um, you know, so I, I was kind of at that moment kind of... A, for the first time in, in a long time, I was able to express myself and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it gives me so much, um, I suppose, motivation and, you know, just uh, job satisfaction to be able to help so many people at a one-to-one level mm-hmm. because well, when you're working in a corporation, you kind of get, you know, you kind of get bogged down and yeah. you, you never really see the end customer. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's really... It's not like a job to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love what I, what I do. I I love helping people through hypnosis, and you know, it's um, I'm lucky. I consider myself lucky. You
0: definitely are one of the lucky people. Um, and I hope that anyone that is listening and that that has that little spark or that little something inside that says, "I always wanted to be" or "I'd love to be," that they just you know take that chance, take the risk and, and follow their heart, follow their, their goals or their dreams, no matter how old they are, or no matter how high up mm. on a corporate ladder they are or, you know, whatever place they're, they're at in their life. And it's kind of one of those things, isn't it, where, you know, you you go to the educational system in school and you, um, you know, are 16, 17, 18, and you have to, you're put with this responsibility of choosing um, a job or a career that you think you want to be into. And then you get into college. Sometimes you go straight into, to, um, to work and, before you know it it's 10, 15, 20 years later and you're 30, 40, 50 and you're like this isn't what I want to do or this isn't the life that I had wanted for myself and then the fall off from all of that in terms of like being depressed, not fulfilling your your soul purpose and all these different things that we can look into of when you don't follow your passions or what you're um, inspired by and you follow that path of monetary value or, you know, the 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 ladder in in works and, you know, getting to the titles and 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 not actually going and searching for the things that truly make you happy. Yeah. So it's a very um inspiring uh uh uh, conversation there that you you had that Well
1: absolutely and you know it's um when I look back I remember in the couple of years before I eventually um was made redundant at that time. You know, going going into the car park and basically putting on a mask, um, if, you know, mm. just to get through the day, yeah, and um, you know, being pretty miserable then, yeah, uh, because of that. So, um, but like I've learned so much about, you know, myself the last ten years, mm-hmm. you know, probably more than I've done in the previous, <laughs> you know, before that. So, yeah. you know, and about so much about how, how the mind and body works, mm. and about health and about well being, and um. So, you know, it, it's a philosophical way to look at things as yeah. well. You know, I'd rather be kind of um, doing this and, and earning a lot less money, for example, than yeah. and working for a, a big corporation and, and earning loads of money. Yeah. So as long as I'm basically I look at it as um, every day, you know, I'm mindful that like every day is important mm-hmm. uh, and to live to live in the moment and and um yeah so i'm like the i can't believe like the last 10 years have, have flown as mm-hmm. well you know yeah and um so my perspective as well has kind of changed over the years i'm i'm kind of lucky you know when i started out doing this like even even then i was starting to kind of um come into my own yeah but just to get away from the kind of you know the fear of what people think mm mm-hmm. um because it's such a obviously a drastic change from being yeah. a quality engineer to a hypnotist. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember my dad saying, "What?
0: Yeah.
1: What the Like Are you
0: having a midlife crisis here? Yeah. What's well, happening?" I
1: remember he said to me, well, "You're not getting inside my mind." Jeez, oh, I don't want to.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it was kind yeah. of funny looking back, and but yeah, over over time, then the you know they kind of um, yeah. they came to see. You know the truth yeah. about what I was doing, because you you know obviously with hypnosis, like there's a lot of still, there's a lot of misconceptions around. Well, what I was it is about to
0: ask, what would you think is the biggest misconception out there about um, hip- hypnotherapy?
1: Yeah, well, the biggest one definitely for me is that everyone can't be hypnotized. Mm. No, that that's the biggest one because that's simply untrue, and and the reason it's untrue is that. Even though the word hypnosis comes from the, the Greek word hypno, which means sleep. The mm-hmm. first misconception is that it's actually sleep. It's not sleep. It's a state of focus, concentration. All right. When your mind and body relaxes, mm-hmm. as in when we daydream, when we're lost in a thought, lost in a moment, lost in a song, or even if you're watching a TV and you feel your eyes glaze over. You yes. know, do you ever get that? Yes.
0: Yeah. Or reading a book. Or reading a <laughs> yeah. book. Yeah. Happens all the time when so, I'm reading. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> Every human being goes into the hypnotic state and experiences the trance state Mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. Um, So, you know, then it's, that makes it untrue that, you know, everyone can't be hypnotized because, like... All hypnosis is really self hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at me like, you know, I'm trained and skilled to facilitate the hypnotic state for my clients and keep them there long enough so that they can make the changes that they've come to see me to make. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. now, the reason that hypnosis is so effective is that once people once you're in that hypnotic state, once you're in the trance state, you turn off the critical factor in your mind, mm-hmm. so your conscious mind or the monkey mind. Mm-hmm. That part of the mind that tells you you're, you're no good and provides all those limitations, you know, yeah, um, and keeps people awake at night, ruminating, pontificating, and overthinking. Mm-hmm. So I help my clients to bypass all those limitations to access their subconscious minds mm. because they everyone has unlimited potential, and to be able to connect with that potential. Now, also, when we're born, we're basically born like a blank piece of paper when we're babies. We're not born with any habits, any behaviours, or any beliefs. All of those are actually conditioned or programmed as we grow up, you know, through our our Mm -hmm. parents, our family, our friends, our education, our, you know, the society and the environment that we're a product of. And some of these programs that run at the subconscious level don't serve our best interest in terms of our health and well-being. Mm-hmm. So whether it be smoking or nail biting or a fear, anxiety, these are all programs that you can remove through hypnosis. Mm-hmm. OK, now everyone has the ability, as I said, to be hypnotized. But some people can kind of take to it like a duck to water mm-hmm. and other people might take a little bit longer. But everyone has that ability. So if you can just A good example that I I can point out the difference between the conscious and subconscious mind. So anything we do automatically without thinking about it Mm -hmm. is subconscious. So when we learn how to walk, how to talk, how to read, how to write, they are subconscious things and we don't have to actually think about it. We just basically do them automatically. Mm -hmm. And it's the same then learning how to cycle a bike right? or learning how to drive a car. So you may remember when you were learning how to drive a car, that initially it was a conscious set of steps. So step one, step two, step three, step four, step five, right? Mm-hmm. And through practice and repetition, after a few weeks and a few months, then you just get into the car one day and it all clicks, and you're just driving automatically. Yeah, to get it. So that's the difference between. Well, the I conscious.
0: kind of get it. I don't drive, yeah.
1: so <laughs> right. But you cycle you can cycle a bike. I <laughs> can cycle a you bike cycle so a bike, I
0: go go work on that one. <laughs> there
1: you go. <laughs> Probably a bad example <laughs> though, for you. But... Now
0: if you can hypnotize me to pass my driving theory yeah, test, oh, yeah, I will yeah, be yeah. very impressed.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. But hopefully you get the gist of yeah. where I'm going with yeah, this.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Great. It's it's fascinating and um I love that I love that what you just said for that point yeah. and and to to, uh, particularly When you say that the mind is limitless. And once you sort of like switch on to that way of thinking, I find it's it opens up your world to you just see things in a different light. That's right. You know, and especially for me when I it was around a time when I turned 30 um, I started jujitsu. I I started partaking in a much more healthier lifestyle in terms of my mental health and also Mm. my my Mm. physical uh, body as well. And you know, through different formats of therapies, um, I learned to have that 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 um, mindset of that we can do anything that we put our mind to. And everything that I've learned up until this point is, as you say, a product of my environment and what's been passed on to me in my mm. education and everything accumulated together. Mm. And just as easily as I have learned this mm. way, I can just as easily unlearn it and learn a new, much more healthier way of living.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, hit the nail on the head. That
0: was really good. Shane, mark that. That was beautiful. Well said. I I coursed that like a wave to the sea there.
1: (laughs) It actually is really, really true because, you know, when someone rings me to stop smoking, for example. Yes. One of the first things I say to them is that you weren't born a smoker yeah like were you born with a cigarette hanging out of your (laughs) mouth no you weren't (laughs) it's something that you learned how to do and therefore it's something that you can unlearn so you can learn how to be a Mm non-smoker and actually that's easy because the human lungs were designed to breathe in fresh air Mm -hmm. not smoke yes Do you know yeah is
0: is is give us a list of maybe the top five uh People who would come to to come to uh, that require your services would smoking be number one? Would, would that be the main uh, people yeah, that want to quit smoking?
1: It would be one of the top ones, so definitely mm-hmm. in the top five. Um, my smoking cessation session is one session, then I have um, my weight control program, mm. which is four sessions, and then I do um, the other ones like reducing stress and anxiety is quite um mm-hmm. is quite a popular one. Um, and also increasing confidence and self esteem, yeah. but actually th- they're quite similar. Do you know mm. they're kind of the opposite of, yeah. you know, so um, those three. And then I have eliminate fears. Mm. You know, as I said, like people come and see me to say um, they might have a fear of flying, or a fear of dogs, or a fear of something. Mm. But as I mentioned, like the you know the most common fear people have is the fear of what people think. You know, yeah. But, Why um,
0: that, is that? It's for. Why do you think that is that people care so much, what other people think? Yeah, I,
1: it's it's basically again it goes back to being you know the conditioning and you know the, is kind of embedded in the in the psyche you know, mm. um, for you know we need to be seen. We're taught that from school, mm-hmm. you know, to get get the good job and the car and, yeah. and, and and all of that and, and so that kind of like is is um something that, like, is is hard to kind of escape from. Yeah. And I definitely found it difficult to do that. That was one of the things that I did find difficult, because when you uh, escape from that loop of the fear of what people think, Mm -hmm. it really is an awesome level of freedom.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you when I get there, (laughs) if I agree or not. Yeah, 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 it is. (laughs) You know, sometimes I feel like I'm um, you know, I, I've spoke about it quite a bit on the podcast in terms of like, I'm 35, I'm single, I don't have kids, I don't own a house, I don't know how to drive. But on the other side mm. of the, the coin, I'm, you know, I've built my own businesses for the last five, six years. I have the podcast i mean, if I connect TV, I'm you know I live every day how I want to live it I never go to bed unhappy you know I I live the life I want to selfishly enough you know what I mean there's like I'm very I feel like I'm very selfish in that I just I just am, you know self-fulfilling and so in in a way but although I'm like gone against you know what we'll say society will say um would make me successful or a a successful human um Hmm. I feel like I'm like, you know, gone against the grain, but also I do still have the, the bits of, you know, where you would be you like, my parents are a big one. You know, I still definitely have that thing of like wanting them to be proud of me, mm, not wanting mm. to disappoint them. Um, and also your peers, you want to, you know, you still want to feel like you're respected or that you're acknowledged for doing good work. So I, I then when I feel like that, I always kind of say, well, I'm not as enlightened or evolved as i think i am because i definitely still somewhere care what people think and it does filter in a little bit
1: sure and we probably all do i mean at times you know at at some level and Mm -hmm. um you know it's just as i said important to stand in your power and do what's right for you um because i mean really like on a listed a couple of reasons people come to see me Mm. ultimately like it's all goes it all goes back to people that are disconnected from their power yes. you know at some level
0: can you know? explain that did being disconnected from your power to somebody who is listening to you speak now and this is all new to them can you explain what that means or what you mean by that
1: yeah so basically we're all when we're born just come back like we're born with like over a hundred or more internal parts that are mm-hmm. always there like to love us to heal us to protect us to support us and us, enhance us and all of those parts within us, right? Sometimes we they can become dormant. They never go away. Mm-hmm. But through living every day in society, it kind of we can lose kind of, you know, they can be we can become disconnected from that power, you mm-hmm. know, um, and like the power I mean by that as well as the power of you might have heard before, like the universal energy, like yes. the source of power within all living beings, a source of power within the living universe, mm-hmm. you know. And you see, like with children, I mean, children are much more resourceful in many mm-hmm. ways than adults because they're closer to the source, you know, yes. and they haven't had as long to be kind of beaten down by the yes. world, if you like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had that experience actually, you know, with my own children when I was teaching Avena, who's now seven, and Owen, who's five. And a couple of years ago, teaching them both how to cycle a bike,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I really brought back to me how at times, much more resourceful children are because it didn't matter how many times they fell off the bike, they're back yes. up on the bike again and off the wind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we get to adulthood, you know, we kind of like we give ourselves excuses. We say, oh, no, I, I can't do that. Or, yes. you know, ah, you know, I tried some, something like that before and it didn't work. And, you know, we'll always kind of beat ourselves up and yeah. kind of find an excuse not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, children really don't have those limitations. So... When we grow through our our, our into into adulthood, sometimes we can become disconnected from that universal energy and that power, which is essentially, um, you know, our power, you know, like it's the power of all of our parents. We can become disconnected from it. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things I do in my hypnotic sessions is I help my clients to reconnect with that power, because once you reconnect with that power and all of your parts reconnect with that power, then you can do anything. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So you're working from a place of power. You're not working from a place of disempowerment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the, I always say to my clients, like, there's a right way and there's a wrong way mm-hmm. doing everything. And you said a uh, key word, perception, yes. and like everything is a perception, mm-hmm. and everything is easy when you know how. And so if you're sitting in your car. If you don't have your keys, it's hard to drive it, right?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and if you have the keys, it's easy. Yeah. You know, if you ask Eric Clapton, is it easy to play the guitar? He's going to tell you, yeah, it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So everything is a perception. And that's why, you know, for example, something like smoke and a lot of people with willpower, like willpower is your conscious mind. So mm. It's like you're willing and forcing yourself to doing something. So when you hear yourself saying to yourself, I'm going to try and do this and try and do that, it's your conscious mind, forget about it. So you always basically say to yourself, I am. So I am now I'm not trying to. That's, you know, yeah. half hearted, really, you know, you're never going to get anywhere. So if I was say to you, I'm going to try and get up to this interview this evening, you'd be like, is he for real? You know, Yeah. so I, I said to you, I am Yeah. and I, I'm going to be there. You know.
2: Yeah. So yeah. there's
1: a big difference in that dynamic. And so one of the first things I do is uh, help uh, my clients connect with their power mm. and then just have a little chat with them before we start. To kind of like, you know, to get that mindset right. So basically saying, right, OK, when it comes to cigarettes, for example, you know, I am a nonsmoker smoker mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and stop smoking. You know, yeah, there's a difference mm-hmm. or I'm not. You know, you hear people saying I'm giving up smoking. Yeah. So everything that we say, our subconscious mind is listening.
0: That's terrifying in its own right, isn't it?
1: It is. <laughs> it is. And it takes things literally. Yeah. So when we say, if if somebody says, I'm going to give up something, it insinuates a sacrifice. See? So you'll be looking for a back at some point, you know?
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm. That's that's so brilliant.
1: It's just rephrasing it and reframing it for the client to think, right. Okay. You're stopping smoking today.
0: Yeah. There
1: isn't anything to give up. Only your really disgusting toxic habit yeah right there's everything to gain here you're going to leave here with freedom you know i don't even actually like using the term smoker because i don't want to define someone in a box yeah because they're not a smoker they're a human being it's just something that they learn how to do yes yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so um hope that kind of makes sense. oh
0: that's very interesting let's talk about the subconscious mind for a second so let's go into that for cool, a little cool. bit um Because, like, what you just touched on there in terms of, you know, that it's always listening. Now, that is because we we would have seen over the last couple of years a massive um, uh, trending kind of movement would be the secret, the law of attraction, Um, you know, um, positive thinking, that sort of, like, subconscious mind, conscious mind. And, you know, Mm. it, it was kind of, I suppose... You know, a lot of people um, It it kind of opened up a new sort of uh, to a new audience, we'll say, and people then kind of got on board with it. So, again, it's I think it's a much more watered down maybe um, idea of the the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, but maybe is a stepping stone for people to kind of a little window into how your mind works and what can be achieved. But in terms for yourself, yeah. someone who's actually done the, you know, that's been educated in it and has done the, done the work and um, talk to me about the subconscious mind and in that it's always listening.
1: Yeah. So basically, as I said, you know, it's very important to get our self-talk right. Mm-hmm. and We are what we tell ourselves ultimately. And what happens basically in our lives, you know, we create ourselves. Um, yeah. What, what, you know, the saying I have is what happens in your imagination happens in reality afterwards, mm. what we're doing is we're setting up the blueprint for our reality. You know, mm-hmm. so um, in that way, like it's very important, uh, like what I do in my hypnotic sessions is that's part of it as well. Once I help my client remove the part or the program that's caused them the problem, mm-hmm. I'll always then not only reframe their self-talk, but also introduce a program, mm-hmm. right? that is going to run and their subconscious wants to leave the office. So as you said, like, uh, like um, it's basically I'd I'd run them through. You know, scenarios in their imagination. Yeah. Say, so, you know, just get yourself to see yourself leaving here with a spring in yourself, a smile on your face, a sparkle in your eye, mm-hmm. breathing in fresh air. So yourself tonight going to bed, you're you're relieved, you're happy, mm-hmm. you know, you're you feel good, you look good. Yeah. Getting a good, nice sleep, wake up in the morning. And Just bring them through maybe the next few days, the next few weeks. Because by them doing that, they're really actually, what they're doing is they're creating their own reality. Do you know? Mm. And so I bring them through that scenario a number of different times. And, um, you know, future, it's called future pacing. And, um, you know, that's that's very important as well. Um, but it is important to me to, to point out that I'm only helping people to access their subconscious minds, mm-hmm. they're doing all the work, you know, yes. so it's very important that they actually engage with the process. Mm-hmm. So remember, I said earlier on that everyone can be hypnotized. Yeah. But when people say, oh, how come it worked for him and it didn't work for me?
2: Yeah,
1: is because, you know, it's you're comparing apples and oranges because if somebody comes in to see me with the right mindset, Yes. And engages with the process mm-hmm. then it's nearly a hundred percent success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes in and doesn't do that, then you know they're it's not going to be productive. Mm-hmm. Now luckily I you know, I do uh, have a process that I filter out yeah. kind of people that either aren't ready or just don't coming in with the right. Mindset. Yes. So if somebody comes in and, 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 and sits in front of me, folds their arms and go fix me. So I know <laughs> bit them, well, there's a the door, you know, yeah. so <laughs> kind of that way. So, um, yeah, it's it's all about kind of empowering of like the client. Yes. And they're changing themselves. Mm-hmm. And as well as that, um, another part of it is you know to empower them with the tools and techniques that they can they can use then when they leave.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, to continue programming their own subconscious mind. Yeah. Now part of part of that would be I teach them self hypnosis. And self hypnosis is exactly, you know, if you just asked me that question, mm-hmm. part of it is just saying, repeating, kind of um, you know, positive um affirmations and, mm. and sayings. But not only only that, I think like, you know, I, I'm I think there's value in what you mentioned, those books of secret and, yeah. and, and books like that. But I feel as though for me anyway, they're, they're missing part of the jigsaw mm-hmm. and that's action. Yes. You know, Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. action is very important mm-hmm. because I don't think no one's, you know, you're not going to change much. if You just sit around kind of meditating all day. So you need, yes. you know, the action as well. Yes. And um, that's very important. But in saying that, when you get the first part right and the affirmations, you're more actually likely to act then. Mm-hmm do you know yeah you know so it's um it's important that um the whole kind of jigsaw is there yeah 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 so um that's that's what i kind of see myself doing is kind of um providing all the the different pieces of the puzzle from for my Mm -hmm. my client
0: well i was going to also ask as well and you kind of touched on it there when you said about like the the um the type of of um client that's coming to see you and how you assess whether they're ready or mm, the mm. mindset and different things. And I, I'm wondering, you know, people who come through your door, are they of a certain kind of, um, open mindedness Are, are they, are they people who are like looking for an alternative, um, uh, opinion we'll say, or an, uh, mm. an alternative, um, source of help, we'll say. I'm yeah. not sure what the technical... I'm usually, bit, but the, la- I'm usually <laughs> the last resort. Well, that, that's what I mean, is yeah, the people who are like, I'm after trying the doctors, yeah, I'm after yeah, trying yeah, this, yeah. I'm after trying that. And, you know, yeah. I've heard somewhere that hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy might work. I'll give it a bash. You know what I mean? And other people mm-hmm. who, who essentially... The best way to describe it is, you know, my dad has smoked since I've been alive and mm, he's a mm. terrible smoking habit. If mm. you stay in my parents' house and you wake up in the morning, the, to hear that man in the bathroom hocking up a lung is. And mm. this is w- after he's had a cigarette. That this first thing he's, he's done when he's got up, is had a cigarette. And to hear him coughing, it's absolutely just mm. horrible to hear your dad uh, sure, coughing like sure. that. But for as long as I can remember, he's always tried to quit smoking. I can remember him with Nicorette. I can remember him with like a weird VHS videotape where you'd have to sit in front of it. And it was all like, you know, a congregation of colors, kind of like the... What's that thing called, Shane? Mm. The kaleidoscope. kaleidoscope, kind of like a kaleidoscope yeah. of colors. Yeah. And it was like, a you know, a very <clears throat> soft-spoken woman. And she's telling you that you are no longer going to smoke anymore. All these different things throughout the years... But I feel that his um, uh, desire to not actually want to, he doesn't really want to quit smoking and that's why Uh, he uh. never actually did. You know, he enjoys the process of going out, sitting in the garden with the dogs, opening up a can of cold beer and having a few smokes and watching the football. That's his, although it is killing him slowly, you know, um, that's his his escape or his getaway. That's what he knows. Mm. So in terms of the people then that are coming in to you, Mm. are they people... You know, like my dad, who basically, when, when me and my brother would talk to him about the universal energy and, you know, the, the mm-hmm. law mm-hmm. of the universe, law of everything else that's going on and, you know, con- being connected to source and spirit and the whole lot, he would just tell us to just, the two of you is now need to just go away from me. Go away from me with that stuff. It's not real. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, he, where, who are the people coming into you? Are they like my dad or are they mm-hmm. more like, we'll say, myself, who's open? and And mm. willing to try anything to to heal or to help myself,
1: yeah well, obviously um people must be open to mm-hmm. hypnosis working, I mean unfortunately, even though I've kind of done my part because I've made nearly fifty public information talks over the southeast area mm-hmm. in the last ten years, yeah, wow. well I'm just one person, so you know the media the mainstream media keep um putting out misconceptions about hypnosis one of them we have spoken about that only some people can be hypnotized, which isn't true. So, um you know, I have kind of, you know, my own process mm-hmm. of making sure that setting up, that the, that the session and the program is set up with the right dynamic, because if it isn't, it's not going to be productive. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if somebody rings me to stop smoking, one of the first questions would always be for me on a scale of one to ten, ten being you must stop and you want to stop now. Where are you on that scale? So if they give me an answer of less than eight, then, you know, I'd, I'd basically say, look, just come back when you're ready, you know? Yeah. Um. So there's ways and means of kind of filtering kind of mm-hmm. people out there and ready. And it's very important as well to understand that like a big part of it is expectancy. So mm-hmm. Like my clients must expect results, so you must come along expecting results, and part of that is 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 um, my responsibility as well. The way I frame it on the phone concept. So once um, what's comes in with the right mindset and expecting results, then you know they're they're over halfway there, really. You Brilliant. know, um, and it's just about like you know the power of suggestion, of course, is all yeah. around us, and that's also a factor with hip- with hypnosis and hypnotic mm-hmm. work, and. The suggestions I provide are actually even before they come to see me. So one of the requirements I would have is not to smoke for four hours before a session. Mm -hmm. And it's always a, a great indicator if the client appears and I ask them, well, have you smoked the last four hours? And I say no, then that's brilliant because they've already follow the suggestion yeah and I say right shake right, like, well, well done you've, you don't need a <laughs> session so you've stopped smoking. off you go
0: <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> exactly please. yeah it's a miracle <laughs> exactly yeah
1: yeah but then you know that that's a great indication yeah. you know so yeah. it's basically um, you know when when someone comes in um, thankfully a touch wood um, you know 99% of the time uh, the client is is open to it yeah and believes Mm -hmm. and expects it to work otherwise it wouldn't be sitting in front of me you know um but as i said you know even though people are are kind of becoming more open-minded and that's Mm. part of why then i i i uh the idea from the open minds conference well you
0: you're a professional you have yeah. swooped right in you've, you've yeah. taken you've we've, we've shifted on so nicely there, there you you've <laughs> definitely done this before <laughs> 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 but let's talk about your t-shirts for one that's a fabulous t-shirt um uh trevor's wearing a t-shirt it is a, a tv screen and in the inside it says turn off your tv and think for yourself i love this I, however, when I t- I always <laughs> say, turn off your TV, think for yourself, except when mm. you're watching The Elaine Show on Virgin Media 1, which I am a panellist on. That's all right. else, turn off the TV. Um, but first of all, let's talk about the t-shirts.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that's um, a gift from a friend of mine. Um the Open Minds Conference. I have loads of these type of t-shirts. Like you know, there's a wardrobe full of them. Yeah. And um, yeah, I kind of like wear them, see you again, your reaction, and yeah. kind of say is. I bet you do. Me.
0: Do you? No, not really. Really?
1: No, no, no. It's kind of funny. Before the the lockdown, now and again, say um, say every every kind of three times a year, I suppose every three or four months, I'd meet my best friend. Yeah. And um, I'd I'd. I'd always wear one of these T-shirts out and meet them in the pub, you know, yeah. just to see if would anyone say anything. But um n- no one ever does.
0: Oh, what a so pity! No what a shame! But uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> it is. but uh, yeah, I came to the realization. I mean, much of it was like you know, even when I started doing hypnosis. Mm. Um, At that point, I was kind of, you know, I don't want to use that term. Use use already walk or kind of. I was kind of seeing things differently. And yeah. one of the first things that I came to realize is that, you know, the the um, information that people are plugging into every day and mm-hmm. the six o'clock, nine o'clock news, um, you know, is um, is fear based and yes. is not necessarily true um, in terms of like the narrative that they're pushing. And I didn't see it. I didn't see it for ages because I remember the first time when I actually got back, it was like, I used to be kind of I was on my grandmother's at one point and you know, like Sky News or something and you just, just looking at hypnotized kind of and then you'd I'd realize you'd be walking away from it with the with the worry of the world on my shoulders almost. Uh, Do you know what I mean?
0: Exactly, yes.
1: So then I just said, Look, I have to turn this off mm-hmm. and when I did, I think that was a big change for me. I started like to see things differently mm-hmm. and realize that look like what you're told, um, and the narrative being pushed every day on, yeah. on the news. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's an, there's another story here, and you know, I I believe and I think there's more than likely, um, in many cases, an agenda behind like you know the story that they're pushing. So, yes. um, I was lucky enough, like when that happened then, and I suppose hypnosis is another added to it because that's another thing that's you Know they don't tell the truth about that, they're they push the lies about that as well. So, um, so then the whole open minds kind of concept kind of came because I spent, I suppose, come back whenever the water meter protests were. Do you remember that? Come back sure in, we do, yeah. in 20, How long ago was that? Was it 2013 or 14 yeah. around there? God, I
0: remember that time.
1: Bloody hell. Yeah, and there was thousands protesting on the streets. Now, that was my way of kind of like, um, I was basically, you know, always kind of a a born rebel, if you like, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I felt as though the protests were kind of like um, self-defeating in a way because people love kind of a scapegoat and it wasn't my scene to go, right, he's to blame because I knew and I'm wise enough to know Mm -hmm. that if he if he went, there's there's some other puppet in to replace him tomorrow. So it's the actual system and it's the whole like Mm -hmm. production line. And um, so I come up with the uh, the idea uh, of the of the conference because. um, The idea to to get number one um, to show that there is a different narrative mm-hmm. um, than people are being kind of yes. told every day or that's being pushed on people every mm-hmm. day. And um, they kind of get people to think for themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the whole uh, conference en- ended up with um, conference in 2017, 2018 and 2019. So we've done three of them mm-hmm. and um, the first one was two days and the last two were three days. So the last two was basically 18 speakers over three days. So there's six speakers a day mm-hmm. and the same with really the first one. So the the idea would, would be and, and, and was and is um, to cover a scope of topics mm-hmm. and subjects that aren't necessarily mainstream. Mm-hmm. That information that people don't necessarily have easy access to. Yes. Um, so that would cover everything from holistic health, mm-hmm. you know, to world mysteries mm-hmm. to um what else? Basically everything but the kitchen sink in yeah. there. Um, conspiracies, um, you know, some um social justice issues as well. I mean everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's everything in it. And the speakers like I've have been, you know, just um, glad to be a part of it the last mm-hmm. couple of years. And I'm proud of the achievement that all events were well attended and um, people that attended enjoyed them. Speakers were mm-hmm. all great. Unfortunately, the first two events, one thing that wasn't got right was the video. So mm-hmm. the video kind of it wasn't usable. So last year, I went um, and got uh, and ba- basically paid more money um, for professionals to come in mm-hmm. and, you know, do a really good job. So thankfully, like the YouTube channel is there, the Open Minds Ireland conference and last year's all 18 talks mm-hmm. are up there on YouTube. So that's kind of cool. You yeah.
0: Know? It, and what is the channel? Where can people find it if they want to have a little yeah, look? Yeah.
1: So the, if you go on and search for Open Minds Ireland conference mm-hmm. and so you'll get all the talks from... Uh, Last year, which was November uh, Mm -hmm. 2019, and so some great speakers, some really, really inspiring speakers, and the whole thing is with the Open Minds Conference as well is that, you know, it's obviously a season on the thing, so you you need to have an open mind. And yes, I've I've kind of been nearly tired repeating myself saying that no one's under any obligation to agree or disagree with any of the speakers. Mm-hmm. And so what you do is basically you you take what resonates. Some p- some exactly. information and speakers will resonate with you more than others. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a- also about, you know, connecting with other open minds and, and like minds. And I think the great thing about the event was really for me as well, was that the energy and the atmosphere that was created mm-hmm. by all these kind of free spirits coming together over three days. And three days is great because it gives some time for people to kind of meet in the bar later on and, you know, you you have freedom of expression to talk about whatever you want to talk about, Mm -hmm. because sometimes, you know, as you probably know, like when you meet kind of your more normal friends, you know, there's kind of a checklist of stuff that you can talk about. Yes. You know, and without being called maybe crazy or nuts or whatever. Why
0: is that Trevor? Why do you think people have, Mm. and I say that to you from, from a personal standpoint as well, especially, um, you know, I don't mind talking about, I won't name him, um, but a, a very good friend of mine who has been in my life since I'm about 14 years of age, 20 years nearly, um, we had I won't say we had a fallen out, but he came to me at the end of lockdown and basically was like, "I think that you are too far down the end of conspiracy theory mm. and you're 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 just talking absolute nonsense about this, about that. Mm. You know, and it, it was about coronavirus, and I was questioning the the um The legitimacy of one, the numbers, questioning the legitimacy of like what's in the media, what's right, Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. wearing masks to wear a mask, not because I'm a conspiracy theorist or because Mm -hmm. I've lost Mm -hmm. my mind, but because I'm genuinely uh, there is something inside me that did not buy what we were being told in mainstream media, mm, there was mm. it just didn't add up, add up. you know, mm. for many reasons, from looking at mainstream, mm. from looking at alternative viewpoints, and he just couldn't handle that anymore. Sure, and he, I sure. think somehow he thought that, um, you know, my friend has has gone down a rabbit hole now and we've lost her to conspiracy. And for whatever reason, he was like, I need to just take a step back and to not have that kind of conspiracy theorist conversation in my orbit mm. was mm. what he said. Yeah. Ten years ago, that would have broke me and I would have mm-hmm. been very upset. But mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. as I am on my own journey of self-exploration and what I feel is the right or the freedom to um, to search or to seek out information and like that, to get the information and to make an, an educated adult um, decision or opinion to take what resonates with you and to throw away what doesn't. I feel that we have a right, we all have a right to do
1: that. Exactly, well it's freedom of speech and like, to answer your question, um, you know, I I definitely feel now it's it's amazing when I kind of look back and, and, and take a look at the bigger picture and, you know, because... I believe that the Open Minds conference happened for a reason. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. 20, there's no there's no coincidence that the conference happened 2017, 2018, 2019. And this has happened 2020 mm-hmm. because something deep down within me knew that eventually there's something along these lines that was coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when and actually didn't think it would be as quickly, yeah. you know, as it actually did come, Um, but, you know, Go to come back to your your question to answer that. I mean, you know, some people kind of like we were all there once, as I mentioned to you when I was stuck into the news myself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when people point out something to you, like we we have a blind spot Mm -hmm. and you just can't see it. And to me, once that blind spot is removed, like if somebody says um, to you, say, oh, did you see that new model of car that's out there? It's Mm -hmm. amazing. I said, I've never seen it. And um, I guarantee you, go to tomorrow and you see loads of them. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's mm-hmm. the kind of way that works. And to me, like the work, con- I'm not a huge fan of the word conspiracy. I've yeah. been called it, but mm-hmm. what I I look at it as questioning the official narrative and the official version of events. It's as simple as that. If you mm-hmm. question the official narrative of, of events, you're called a conspiracy theorist. But why wouldn't you when you know that, historically speaking, the media lie, governments lie. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of common sense, isn't it? And it's, it's basically mm-hmm. any critical thinker should be questioning the narrative. But unfortunately, we don't have journalism, proper journalism anymore, mm-hmm. especially in the mainstream. You know, we have the independent media, um, and there's some people, some good people doing some great work there. But, you know, I uh, had an experience there the other day. And I'm just in, in, in line with, um, you know, the coronavirus, um, because I definitely think, you know, I've I've stood back in amazement in all the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. The hysteria, the fear, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the constant propaganda every single day. Yes. Like, you know, it, it, it sickens me in the sense of, um you know like when you put like it's mass hypnosis. you know it actually is related to what I was talking about in the first part of the interview because if it's a power of suggestion when you basically tell people every single day Mm. that there's a scary virus out there and there's so many numbers and there's so many cases so many people have died Mm
2: -hmm.
1: every day to the point that that's all people think that people are dying of anymore yes there's no people dying anymore cancer or heart disease or flus or anything anything else for that matter. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, Corona, 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 Corona. I even seen on my Facebook of a friend of mine, similar probably to yours, <laughs> put up um, a status update um, this evening before it came in, actually, I was just waiting to come in. And um, oh, I says oh, there's five deaths and there's 69 cases. Oh, lock it down, you know, and I'm like face and going, oh, yeah. God, please, no. Because, like, it's it's all about, I suppose, as well, like, dropping C's and, like, talking to somebody. I don't like to say at their level because that sounds condescending. I don't mean it that way. But, like, what I do is, like, say, with family. Mm. And my mum and sister now are mm. basically big time. At the start of Arlington. and And fairness, yes, at the start of this, mm-hmm. maybe there was a, a case to be made for being... You know, for being careful and all that stuff. Yeah. I think that time is long gone. I mean, the curve yes. is long flattened. I mean, you know, when I'm talking to people and I'm talking to my family about it, I'd always say, think of the consequences in terms of people's mental health mm-hmm. and also the economic consequences in terms of um, businesses yes. and especially the self-employed and small businesses. Mm hmm. And the mind never reopen again. Yeah. Um, I think it's shocking. Because ultimately, what are you going to say to the man or woman who can't put food on the table mm-hmm. to feed their family? And that's what's happening. So when people say, like I heard from the very moment I was always a hundred percent right concerned about the restrictions that they're going to bring in on zero percent about the virus. Why? Because what I've been basically the principles I've been working from the last ten years, I wasn't going to throw all those principles away, which mm-hmm. was basically the healing power of the mind and body mm-hmm. and the power of, you know, you um, the importance of your immune system, mm-hmm. you know, to build antibodies, to be healthy. You know, that's why I mentioned to you um, before, that's why I have an allotment to have the kids up um, oh, yeah. there yeah. every day, getting their hands dirty and getting, you know, that bacteria and the microbes in the soil and everything, mm-hmm. and that builds up health. You know, like, I mean, this extensive hand washing, you know, the hiding behind closed doors, you know, the mask, look, the whole lot of it. I think, like, it's about, it's definitely about um, control. It's not about a virus at this point. And um, it's sad, really. But, um, so what can we do? And then, you know, I've been the same as you. I mean, I've I've lost a few friends, people that have said, you know, even, like, colleagues, mm-hmm. um know for whatever reason maybe they were gaslighted by the media uh-huh. about this I don't know but ultimately you know I'm kind of a stubborn person anyway mm-hmm. and I suppose you know having the kind of knowledge of the open minds conference help but yeah even, even um, that aside for a moment as I mentioned to you like as far as I'm concerned I'm sticking to my principles because people come to see me to get rid of fears they don't uh, they have enough fears on me giving them one yeah like if someone like for example is wearing a mask mm-hmm. to me that's a symbol of fear because you're afraid yes. of something mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah so i would consider myself a hypocrite to go and kind of put a fear in someone else yeah and so in that um sense that no matter what the propaganda of the media mm. um you know i believe that like you know, and even this even the official figures, if you look at them, like there's a huge, a very high percentage recovery rate yeah. um for this virus. Mm-hmm. Um so that means without any vaccine people are recovering, their own bodies, their own mm-hmm. systems are recovering. So um you know, so they're the you know, the principles that that I'm still mm-hmm. working from. And um, you know, that's that's something that kind of frustrates me as well when I see, you know, that I, I meant to mention that uh yesterday. Just By chance, I came onto this YouTube video where it's this doctor who was basically you know propagating the fear mm-hmm. and going through the numbers and in a very analytical way, you would think. Mm-hmm. And it was just basically he was just repeating all the stuff. And um, I realized that when I looked at the amount of subscribers that was looking at this, mm-hmm. I mean, there was nearly a million subscribers, yes, and that hit me. And even with the conference, now I'm not saying the Open Minds Conference, you know, had no value it had. Mm-hmm. But even the Open Minds Conference, like, is, pre- is it preaching that to are converted? Like, there's sometimes when you are kind of a free spirit and you kind of like, you know, you a lot of my friends tend to be kind of open minded mm-hmm. and so on. You tend to get into a false sense of illusionment that, that the
0: whole world is like that, that the
1: whole world is like that, yes. you know.
2: Yes, and yes, but yes, it, yes, it
1: is yes, really, yes. is it an echo chamber? Mm. Do you know, is it an echo chamber? So, you know, th- and, and that perspective. But, um, you know, I think definitely, you know, there is there is more and more people. I think this this whole last couple of months has made people at least ask questions um, and, and start thinking from, for themselves, mm-hmm. which is and was the whole point of the Open Minds Conference, you yes. know. And so, one more thing about the Open Minds Conference was kind of, you know, I'd, I'd I'll always encourage people if if somebody rang me and said, you know, I'm really interested in, in a particular speaker. Mm-hmm. You know, we had everything like like you know Pat Falvey, the adventurer, and you know Brida Gardner, um, homeopath, and there's a uh, Brian McCarthy, a great man who's um, a, an anti eviction activist. Mm-hmm um Terry McMahon, who else had to be last year was a great speaker in, uh, from England called Andy Thomas mm-hmm. his name is Andy Thomas and he runs a similar event called the Glastonbury symposium over in the UK lovely man mm-hmm. he's talks or he, he done two talks on the saturday but the talks are really really powerful and, re- and really great so um like with the conference you know if that encouraged people to kind of think for themselves again, mm-hmm. not every talk would have been for everybody, but that was, that was never the intention. Yeah. But I also yeah.
0: think it's very important. Well, for, for me, it's very important, um, especially, uh, and I, it's a, a mindset that I've developed, um, especially since starting the podcast in that, um, I want to be able to sit and listen to people with all different viewpoints, mm. all different belief systems, um, And to sit there and go, that resonates with me, I agree with that. But also to sit there and be able to go, I don't agree with that. And to not be triggered, to not be offended, to not be annoyed or angry. To be able to sit there and be totally balanced and go, I don't agree with
1: that. That's right. But to allow that
0: person to have that viewpoint.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree with you on that. And it's like... um, the friend who rang me was basically, oh, I'm, I'm interested in this and that speaker. And I'd always say, well, look at it like this. Look at it like a, a three day music festival. Yeah. So you get the line up and you go, all right, I'm really, I really want to see him, want to see them, want to see them. I can't miss those three. Yeah. And then you might take a chance on another band or another yeah. singer. <laughs> yeah. And that might be the highlight of their whole weekend.
0: Yeah, So yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So and even if things like, oh, yeah, you know what? That's not really my cup of tea. And I'm basically saying, well, Maybe not, but why don't you test yourself and give yourself the, um, I suppose, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not motivation, but um, kind of goal to kind of, you know, go and be brave enough to question your own belief system and at the end of it, you can still keep your own belief system if you want and Mm -hmm. you can ask questions and, you know, unfortunately, in the world we live in today, you know, um, people, people don't really like, um, <coughs> excuse me, don't really like agreeing to differ, you know. Yes. And mm-hmm. um but like, I mean, I think there's a lot of hope. And even with the Open Minds, with the Open Minds conference, I'd always make sure I started with a positive speaker and it mm-hmm. ended with a positive speaker. Because yeah. I've gone to conferences that the information is so heavy and deep that yeah. when you're leaving it, you're mm-hmm. fighting for the will to live. Yeah. Literally,
2: sure, 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 <laughs> you know, sure.
1: and the one thing I've, everyone can vouch for is that the whole weekend was kind of a glow in mm-hmm. the in the hotel. There's a glow in the hotel, and there's a great energy in the hotel. And we had music, we had the shamanic drumming, you know, the shamanic drumming as well. Love it. yeah. We had um, probably had yoga, you know. There's loads of different things mm-hmm. going on to keep the energy up. Yeah. And there was a couple of rabbit hole deep speakers, yeah. but yeah. they were placed in a certain. Um, point mm. to make sure that they were followed by a positive speaker. And mm. all the speakers were like, they don't have to, but I'd always recommend if you can finish with a solution, because there's no point in saying, look, the world's going to hell. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know Enjoy I mean?
0: the rest of your weekend. I'm out. Have a good <laughs> conference.
1: <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I think people it's, it actually comes first, it comes for all the circle, this interview because it comes back to a lot of people at the moment are listening to the, the mind. Mm -hmm. The mind, the media, the mind, the monkey mind. But if you listen to your heart, Mm. people that take us to back and listen to their heart knows at a soul level that there's something over the last few months that is not right and that's wrong. This is it.
0: This is it. Yeah. This is it.
1: Mm.
0: And I don't, I still feel like I am only starting out on my journey of... Critical thinking and free thinking, mm. and and being connected to myself, being connected to source, the to, to energy, to the universe, whatever it is. Mm. But even at that small little step that I've taken in my own journey, I just feel, I I feel it inside me that something is not right, and I I have almost like a, a childlike, um. Uh, wonder for being inquisitive. I've always had it and I always, I I never have a problem asking questions. I always want to find out more information. And sometimes I find with a lot of things, especially Mm. when you look at like the media or governments or political things or culture, sometimes Mm. the wording or the language can be a little bit difficult for me to understand. So I feel it's important to ask the questions, you know, and and get it said back to you in, we'll say, quote unquote, toddler speak so that you can understand it and and just have a a thirst for knowledge, you know, and to never lose that. And to also have the ability to say, you know, that something shakes your... To be able to accept something that goes against your core belief system, to be able Mm -hmm. to say... Hmm. I have been t- taught this or I have been made to believe that X, Y, Z is as it is. But now at this age, I'm realizing that that hmm. might, may not be the case and that's OK. And now I have to, you know, do my own research and, right. and and.
1: Fair play to you. And actually at the, the opening you, address at the, at the last of <laughs> Minds, I says, you know what, just to, just as a joke. Um, right. OK, first question. Who hears all the answers, who here knows everything, (laughs) put up your hand. And everyone starts laughing because ultimately, you know, knowledge is knowing how little we know, which is a a statement from um, the Greek philosopher Socrates. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, that's what it's about, like keeping kind of an open mind yeah, and that's what the open minds conference was about there you
0: go (laughs) well listen we're i'm conscious that we're just about to run out of time but there's a couple of questions i put up on our social media that you were coming up in today so it gives gives us uh, people an opportunity to um to 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 write in their questions so i'll ask a couple so i put up you know yeah uh, that you were obviously a water-based hypnotist that you were the um Open Minds uh, conference curator and then obviously that I was Mm. like in your spare time you like to do the allotments which is what we were talking about with the kids when I rang you to come on the show Um, and one of the questions was from Stephen Quinlan and he said um, how in your opinion Trevor can you get into organic growing with limited space or with limited garden space I imagine you know is there is something that people can do that maybe are in flats or are in houses that only have small garden spaces Mm. and, and can't get to allotments we'll say
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, the allotment that I have is, is relatively small. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: What's grown in your allotments?
1: Well, everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, not everything. But um, it's um, a case of where, like, the easiest I, I grow the easiest to grow, and yeah. that's what I can recommend to your your listeners. And the easiest, going to go by the easiest, go oh, yes, please, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. very easy ones are, say, spring onions. Mm. You know, if you can grow them in pots, you can grow dozens of them. You know, in pots and yeah. they just grow up. Um, another easy one would be uh, beetroot. Mm-hmm. So beetroot, you can't fail them. That's they're very easy to grow. Um, carrots as well. They're mm-hmm. a little bit harder, but if you're if you're living, I suppose um you haven't got much space um once the carrot is pr- uh, protected from the carrot root fly and, and grown at a, at a, at a height mm-hmm. you, you should be okay but um carrots are a little bit harder so you have the easy ones I said um you know spring onions beetroot uh spinach is easy kale lettuce and then you have like the harder ones you probably need a little bit more space for mm-hmm. like carrots and kale obviously yeah. you need more space and. A, like the kale as well, you need to kind of cover them from the butterflies and and you know mm-hmm. obviously the caterpillars as well. So, um, there's, there's so much, um, there's so much variety in what you can do. I mean, you can even get potato bags if you want to grow some potatoes, and you don't need much space even to grow them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, um, there's so there's so much in small spaces.
0: Absolutely, and you're giving your kids such a wonderful gift in in having them being involved and. Um, learning at an early age like the respect for food and you know where food comes from and all those little things that you know maybe mm. we didn't get I, our, um, my grandfather my dad's dad had a little allotment at the back of his garden mm. Um, and you know to be honest I think he was just growing stuff and I don't think he was even like, you know, we were he was using it in dishes maybe or he was maybe giving it away but even just the memory of going mm, up after mm. school and to go to the garden and, you know, be sitting in the garden with him and he's plotting away and, you know, he's like, oh, this is a spring onion and this is a carrot and, brilliant, you know, and helping brilliant. him doing little bits. It was just such a, a memory, if anything, a, memory, yeah. a wonderful memory of, of my grandfather, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's
1: kind of up in the allotment of school because, like, the kids, um, you know they're, they're off playing. Let me get it's Basically, it's off the beaten track. Yeah. Um. And you know there's lots of animals up there. There's goats, there's rabbits, there's chickens, roosters, Fab. Uh, ducks, geese. There's everything up there. Oh. And um. You know there's a tire tires hanging out of a tree and they're swinging out of it half the time. So yeah. They don't go bored up there anyway. You know.
0: Amazing. That that's my. I, I'm I'm doing what, following my passion now to you know make the empire, get the money, and then. Go up a mountain and live on a mountain top <laughs> yeah, with an allotment yeah. and a load of animals for the end of my days. Well, I tell, that's the dream. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what.
1: That that's a great idea because I'm the same as you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the truth be known, all the the grown part of it is secondary. Yeah. The, the the primary purpose of the allotment is for a bit of peace of mind. Yes. I mean, like I was up there almost every day during the lockdown, mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for the space up there the allotment away from kind of all this theory and the madness. Yeah. You know, I think I would have probably wouldn't be sitting here locking you yeah, now. You know? Absolutely, so it kept me saying.
0: And how funny you know. how a lot of and even people who maybe had never done it before. I think um, with with the the lockdown and everything that was going on, um, I think a lot of people did kind of drift to nature. And I, I when I was you know yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah. that, I was like, God, wouldn't you just love to to feel like it was something from inside them that was you know sort of a subconscious maybe mm. that was directing it. You know, nature is healing, quote unquote, as they say, as we know. Um, Um, That everyone seemed to be like, you know, obviously it was because they were limited to what they could do, but it was like, I'm going walking, I'm going up the mountains, we're going here because we can only be outside and there's nothing to do. But I think Mm -hmm. a a lot of people uh, got a a new love for outdoors, especially sea swimming, which is fantastic to see.
1: Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. I mean, that's all good. You know, get out, get, you know, get fresh air into the lungs and, um, you know, get the vitamin D as well. And, um, you know, get, get some... Get some peace of mind as absolutely. well. Absolutely, know? absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, isn't it?
0: It sure is. Um, uh, uh, we had a question from Ri O'Leary, and she has asked, in your opinion, now this is, you like, I mean, uh, she's asking your opinion, but you are a, a hypnotherapist, but she's mm. asked, does hypnotherapy wear off after a certain amount of time? Is that possible?
1: Um, no. Um, yes and no. It is right. if, you let it, if you let it wear off.
0: OK, so it's so, the mind.
1: Well, it is. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like learning. You're learning something new. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's like if you learn how to cycle a bike or drive a car, you know, once once you know how, you know how. But then again, if you don't drive for for a year, you just mm-hmm. stop doing the right things. Then, you know, you, you're you probably, stru- you know, go back. It doesn't mean that you can't go, get back in the car and go again. So, um, no, no, it doesn't. Um you know, because I teach my clients, once you basically uh, come in to my sessions, um, I equip them with the tools and techniques that mm-hmm. they can use to continue them themselves uh, and their own mind and bodies in productive ways. So, you know, I, I say, like, just be be sensible and be mindful that you know, when you take your your, your driving lessons and you, you can learn, you know, how to drive, you don't mm-hmm. go speeding up the motorway the first day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So you, you just basically look after yourself and you, yeah. you make sure that you keep doing the right things and build up new habits, you know? Mm-hmm. And get into a routine and once you get into that routine and just keep doing it. I always say even if, if you can do something for you know, even Four hours mm-hmm. like you can do one for a day if you can do it for a day you can do it for two days you can do it yeah. for two days you can do it for two weeks if you mm-hmm. can do it for two weeks you can do it for two months so on and on and on and on and sometimes people do fall off um the train tracks at times mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that they can't kind of get back on them again because people sometimes we w- we make mistakes and you know we make poor choices we're human mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean it doesn't define us it doesn't yeah. mean that we haven't the ability to you know think tomorrow's another day and absolutely get back on the horse again you know yeah
0: very last question um, and it's a very good one This comes in from Denise yeah. um, Tolan I think it was and she's asked um, for somebody that is just entering entering the world of critical thinking or free thinking or whichever term we will put on it, what are some good books that you would recommend
1: oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> to get your list?
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, God, that's a tough one. Um,
0: Maybe what is what have been the books that you have gotten the most from, we'll say?
1: Yeah, well, I, like I can't rem- probably can't remember the sp- specific title of the mm-hmm. books, but I'll just basically go through a few authors that people can pa- basically yeah, check fantastic. out so people that have influenced me over the last 10 or 15 years would be like dr wayne dyer's books in terms of the spiritual stuff Mm -hmm. i think he's absolutely fantastic he like he's you know the guy was brilliant you know um big fan of his um on the other side of it i suppose like for me, like, David Icke would, would have been mm-hmm. somebody that, like, I, I would have, like, read a lot of his books. And I still think he's an, an inspiring man. And he gets
0: an awful bad rap, where David he Icke. He
1: does get a bad rap. But, I mean, his interviews on London Real um, with with Brian Rose, mm-hmm. I think there's five of them now, there's one of them last Sunday, yeah, yeah. have been absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. and I think very inspiring, I think. You know we've been talking about earlier on the fear of what people think and there's no better example than david ike yeah. to not care about what people think of him because mm-hmm. literally he's been through the mill he's been there and done yes. back and done that so david ike um who else now let me think um so my bookshelf is full of stuff you know of all sorts of some people come around to, uh, my wife's yeah. friends and look at the bookshelf and I'm gonna go jesus christ <laughs> What's going on here?
0: Who are you married to? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so
1: um, let me think. There's, um, let me think. Uh, Graham Hancock is actually another yeah, good, good guy. He's really interesting in terms of if you're into kind of ancient uh, civilizations and, and all that. Mm-hmm. I have um, a lot of his books. Um, and uh, let me see. Let me see if there's anybody Irish or somebody kind of uh, closer to home. Um, on the bookshelf because some like yeah, I mean the the man I mentioned already, uh, Andy Thomas. Yeah, um, you know he's he's written a lot of books on you know subjects like crop circles and really out there interesting you know the weird and the wonderful basically. Yeah. Um, and really remind
0: c- me again, crop circles are crop
1: circles are yeah. left
0: over from UFOs? Is that right? Uh,
1: none necessarily. I mean they don't know, but um, some of them are man-made, some of them possibly aren't. Could be like an energetic kind of field, maybe. <sighs> and uh, people think that they're this you know, that they are man mad, but they actually aren't, yeah. not all of them. Um, and uh, it's kind of a, it's an interesting topic as well. On, on the health side, then I mentioned like, uh, it's a lady, Breda Gardner, she, she's written a couple of really good books. She's based in uh, in um, she's an office in in, in Waterford, she's one of Kilkenny's as well. Um, she's good. And uh, there's probably too many to mention, to be honest, because at this point.
0: That's a good, that's a good diverse line up
1: there. That'll kind of get you. That's a starter pack. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a starter pack.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But listen, thank Mm. you so much. That was fantastic. Really enjoyed that conversation brilliant yeah. that's that's the this is the kind of conversation that is right <laughs> up my street I <laughs> well,
1: suppose I enjoyed it myself thanks very much good, for inviting me no on no
0: problem at all and um, I'd love to have you back at some stage to go in further maybe the next time the next open minds conference you can come on and promote it and let us know the lineup and maybe what each of them do and different stuff like that that'd be very cool
1: brilliant it'd be an absolute pleasure yeah. and um, again you know well done um, I've I listened to a couple of your podcasts just to see what I was getting myself into yeah, but um, you know fair play <laughs> to you. Um, I think you, you you're doing a great job and uh, you know keep up the good work.
0: Thank uh, you very much I really appreciate that and and same to awesome. yourself um, thank you for you know for because I imagine it would be very easy to just have your job to have your family to do what you do and to not even want to create something like we'll say the Open Mind Conference that is letting people or giving people an an opportunity to hear alternative viewpoints and and um to bring people together like-minded people together so thank yeah. you very much for doing that as well
1: that's great well you probably won't win any personality of the year award <laughs> or pop- popularity of the year award I about to say but um you know no, it's all good it's all yeah. good take the good with the bad you
0: absolutely know? absolutely thank you very much again well, uh trevor you. Ivers, for the first exchange